Welcome to Something Crunchy. Tyler is homies with Blake. Blake is the older bro of Blair. Blair is married to Tyler and is a slutty slut slut. Welcome to Something Crunchy. What the hell is crunchy? Welcome to Something Crunchy. Welcome to another special edition episode of Something Crunchy. I am Cullen Blake. With me, as always, Biscuits and Taters. Yeah. <laughs> we have got a fun sewed, a fun guest, and a fun topic tonight. Previously from the band Small Leak Sink Ships, now a solo act out of Portland, Oregon, please welcome London from Cold Crimes. Hey. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very excited to have you on, man. Thank you for coming to Crunch Down with us tonight. How are you? Absolutely. I am doing great, man. Thanks for having me. Of course. What is new in Rip City? <laughs> Um, still waiting for everything to fully open up. I feel like we're one of the last states. I think there's still a handful of states that's not like fully open or really, I don't know. I have no clue, but it's the West Coast. uh, Yeah, I know. Right. Yeah. So I'm more just like really excited for shows to come back, especially local shows. So that's what I'm waiting for. Live shit is missed. Things are actually big like, time. Things are coming back though. Like we're starting to get some, you know, stand-up shows back, some concerts back. Uh, we're a part of an event mm-hmm. tomorrow night. It's a uh, cannabis and comedy festival here in Phoenix, and that's a free show. You only pay for parking. We expect a big turnout for that. We so have a booth excited. there. So Ooh, it's be, fun. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun. And That's going to be easy laps right there. I think right? so. Yeah. I think so. We're the only podcast. It is a bunch of like weed vendors yep. and uh, stand up comics. And yeah. Perfect place for so, a little comedy nice. podcast post up. Yeah. We're the glue in between. It's going to be, yeah. gonna be money. <laughs> Big time. So shout out to uh, Jefe and Tyler and Matt, everyone that helped us get connected. Yay. We have some serious mutual friends, London. I know, right? Yeah. Small world. Right? It's so, so weird. Yeah. Totally. And you are a most interesting individual. Tell our audience just a little bit about yourself. I know you were in Phoenix and then we're in a band and now solo and in Portland. Yeah, so I um, first started with Small Leaks with a few guys in Phoenix years ago. Um, one of those members, Judd, uh, is originally from Portland. He was raised in he was born and raised in Portland. And then years later, he was just sick of Arizona as well as the rest of us. And he was like, yeah, I want to go back to the Northwest. We we're like, cool. I'm down to leave the desert at any point. So let's go. So I think it's been seven years now we've been in Portland. The rest of the guys are actually up in Bend, which is kind of like the same as flag is to Phoenix, okay. you know, right on. mountain town. Yeah. So I'm the only one in Portland. And then I started cult crimes two years ago, kind of want to just do something, you know, with a lack of inhibitions and just really experimental and, bring out the full psycho in me um that gets to have some fun yeah so that's awesome been doing that yeah doing that for a couple years doing a bunch of visual stuff with it too with my buddy john and yeah it's been a blast so we talk a lot about movies on here any personal favorites before we get into your stuff here that's a loaded question i I love movies okay good all right well if if that's your answer then let's break this down you're amongst Um, friends yes all right well let's break okay then start with all-time favorites just like if you've had to start filling out your own personal top 10 understand flavor yeah where would we start 
Uh, so I really, I really love sci-fi. Um, I like a lot of strange movies. You know, there's ones, there's, these, I actually just did a podcast that you're supposed to pick a movie and then you pretty much just discuss that movie. And nice. I gave them like four to pick from, and we end up going with the movie Southland Tales. And I think we went with that because it's actually a really hated movie. Like a lot of people don't like it. It gets shit on all the time. Why? But I don't know. I think it, it's, I think it's like super convoluted, I guess, or maybe, maybe over people's heads because there's so many layers to it. But okay. I just like the aspect that it's like showing the end of the world through like the absurdity of pop culture. I just get a kick out of that. I think it's, I think it's like the best way to not take your serious self serious while telling a very serious story, I guess. So yeah. I've always loved that one. I like really artsy experimental films like Holy Mountain. Um, uh, that's up there. City of God. Have you ever seen that? Yeah. One? Yep. Okay. That's the, honestly, that's yeah. the first one you mentioned that I've seen in Noel City of God. I know very well. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, not no, love that one. Totally getting your vibe. Now. Yeah. Who doesn't love City of God? That is a, yeah. Such a good movie. By the way, if you haven't so seen City insane. of God, I have not. Tur turn us off and watch some City of God. I'm, I'm later. <laughs> yeah. Blair, you, Bye. Blair, so you haven't seen City of God? I'll be back later. We got it in the other room. You yeah. can watch it later. Yeah. You disgust me. Too good. I love a lot of sci-fi, too. I love Ridley Scott. Um, I like uh, a lot of Danny Boyle's films. Sunshine is, I, I think, a really un underrated one. Yeah. Um, Sunshine was quality. Yeah. yeah. And I love Eternal Sunshine. No, no, no movie sunshine. sunshine. Just it's sunshine. like a, it's like sci-fi horror. I really like sci-fi horror because I feel like it's a super rare genre. It's like they very often, and when they do, it's either amazing or trash. That's I like so them either true. way. That's but... so true. And there's been a lot of that recently. Nicholas Cage has been in half of them. Yeah. Um, yes. I love when it's well done though, because it just I know like, Mandy you the fuck out. Man, did you like, see what uh, colors out of space? Love color out of space. Color out of space. Yes. That had a yeah. couple of crazy parts. That was like I was like, where are they going with this? And I liked I the use of pink and I liked the cinematography that they did in there. But then there's just like oh, those like scenes like where you're just like, What am I looking at? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I always think it's like right, it's like such a feat to take on anything HP Lovecraft and yeah. It's one of few where I was like, you know what? I think this is a pretty good job just because it seemed like it didn't give a shit. And it was like, let's go for it. <laughs> well, you can always appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Full commitment. That's yep, awesome. Big time. Man, those are some good movies listed there. See, and that's awesome. I love when someone lists off if like a few of movies that they're into or some of their favorites because it tells you, you learn so a much lot about, about that person, person right yeah. away. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and you're not only a musician, but I understand an expert on the subject of DMT. I don't know about it. I don't know about an expert, but definitely um, well versed enough through experience. That's for sure. Nice. We have been yeah. wanting to do a sode on this for a while. Yes. We know a little bit between nice. the three of us, but excited to have on someone as knowledgeable as you to bring on some, at least some real experience to the conversation. I yeah, got we some need questions. Yeah. yeah, hit me up. Have you? <laughs> well, first of all, have any of you partaken? Well. First of all, allegedly, before we start, 
DMT is a Schedule One controlled substance in the U.S., which means it is illegal to make, buy, possess, or distribute it. Some cities have recently decriminalized it, but it's still illegal under state and federal law. With that said, everything you will hear on this episode about DMT is for educational and entertainment purposes. Some to Crunchy does not encourage you to seek out, produce, or possess this substance and cannot be held liable for any of your actions and or choices, no matter how deliciously trippy they might be. <laughs> <laughs> lawyered yes. uh perfect <laughs> just see and we... i guess i just get a full pass because i live in portland and it's you just do. like everything's gonna... legal here now i was so... gonna say Man. you get a full pass you lucky yeah. whole pass i know <laughs> i i'm still i'm still unsure whether this is a, a good thing or a bad thing yet but time will tell. we all are time will tell it's exciting to talk about it's exciting to yeah talk. absolutely yeah. so yeah tell us about portland and the decriminalization of everything <laughs> <laughs> it's it's interesting you know it's like i don't know too much about the inside of everything other than probably what you know everything's been kind of decriminalized i mean yes but outside you can't of go portland smoke. in our minds everyone's just doing drugs on the street like right. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking you could walk outside and it's woodstock slash american yeah. gangster yet all i hear about <laughs> is protests and riots on the streets well that was, yeah, I know, that was a year ago that's right. chilled. That's chilled out, right? You don't. Yeah, have, quite a quite a bit. You don't have your city within the city anymore. No, yeah, no. I mean, good. yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's definitely. <laughs> it's 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 interesting for sure. I mean, I I've I've seen plenty of people like with needles in their toes and uh, smoking crack pipes, like right out, you know, on the wow. sidewalk. Depends where you are, but no I, I've caught it many times. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So, damn. So there's yeah. that. So the toe is there the is place that. to do it. Yeah, you <laughs> when you run out of that. other places, <laughs> apparently the toe is like a... Yeah, if you run out or you're trying to hide it, that's where you go to. I gotta say, that's For like sure. the last place I'd probably choose, but man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Dimitri, Fantasia, the businessman's trip, the 45-minute psychosis, <laughs> the spiritual molecule. Don't you DMTs me with a good time. <laughs> Decided to get into this. I understand it produces similar effects to other psychedelics like LSD and mushrooms. We have a lot of experience with that around here. And I and to answer your question from earlier, I have tried DMT. I even had a frog. Um, had one of the... Uh, the, uh, Five MEO. The Colorado River Frog. You know, the, river, river Toads. Yeah, I had one of those toads. I remember his official Latin name was the uh, Bufo Alvarez. Wait, so what does this mean? Well... Well, I named him Bufo because he was just huge and sat there like a big Bufo. Um, <laughs> no, but like... I feel like London should answer this question. It only comes from like this bark or this toad, right? DMT? Right, yeah. So the toad, the molecule in the toad is 5-MeO-DMT. And then the molecule from ayahuasca or other plants uh, tends to be NN-DMT. And I've never done 5-MeO. I've heard plenty of stories where 5-MeO is kind of like just straight to the white light. Um, you're nothing and everything all at once and you're here and then gone where NNDMT seems to kind of break your reality down in front of you. You get a lot of those geometric patterns. You start to get a disassociation with your reality. Everything kind of turns into a communication through vibration. And then as you keep uh, intaking, as long as you can keep intaking, because it does become overwhelming. And I think the whole methodology of, um, smoking DMT is like, well, you got to get three big long inhalations and make sure you hold them. And that's easier said than done. Cause by it the time that. you got this, yeah, it did you work. nice. 
It didn't. Really? It didn't, I mean, we squeezed the crap out of the frog. Like we, <laughs> like Stop. no, seriously. Like it's like a giant toad. This is not a little toad. This is like a giant, right? Big right old buffo. Yeah. And mm-hmm. he has these like nodes on his back, and you have to like squeeze the node straight off the toad. And Don't put it on. No, something no. Eye. You get like it some wax paper venom and discretes this like white juice. And we like put it on the paper and froze the paper and smoked the juice and is that how it's done? Uh, yeah, London, did we do that right? Is that Cause, right? Because it didn't. I, I, hey, that's something I actually don't have the answer for, only because I've never done the toad. So, but it's strange that if that's how they said you did it and it didn't do anything for you, that's super weird. Well, I kind of figured it out on my own, did a little research. That was more like the R and D. Yeah. And Bufo is a huge pain in the ass. I liked him a lot, actually, but I hated going to buy crickets every few days and dealing with the crickets. They smell <laughs> 10 times worse than the frog, and they were just a pain in the ass. So, so yeah. you smoke it? What are the ways of, well, there's I, a frog, you smoke it, like, what? how is this? No, that's separate. You yeah, the- yeah. Blair's like, I don't think DMT is necessarily a gateway drug. But that's true. You don't really start off squeezing this the nodes off the of back thing. of a Colorado River toad, collect the juices, that's and think, oh, yeah. That's more of a Blake thing. I'm going to smoke sure. a big girthy bowl of this frog sauce. <laughs> but if you gave me a positive recommendation, I mean. All right. So let's talk about the better way of doing it, the one that actually works. Uh, so, yeah, I've done I do it synthesized. So you extract it from the bark until it becomes kind of a dry crystal like dust um to me it smells and tastes like mothballs is the best way i could put it okay. um slash plastic yeah smoke worse than <laughs> so, that no shit yeah <laughs> right yeah so it's not the best tasting thing but you know the strange thing too about the uh, whole smell of it after you experience it is i swear to god and other people um that have done it too. It's like you smell it and it brings like the heebie jeebies onto you. You're, You're just like, Oh, right back. yep. I feel it. It's, it's very strange. Um, so yeah, it turns, it's like a, it's like, yeah, it's like a yellow crystal and you can pretty much do it many ways. You could do it, um, you know, mix it, kind of make a bit of a sponge with weed, put mm-hmm. it on top of it, uh, mm-hmm. do it out of any apparatus you'd like. Or, uh, now the thing I've noticed they're doing is pens, and so uh, yeah. now they're Tyler. able to synthesize it with glycerin <laughs> in these pens. And it's some of them. It's weird because I've seen ones where it's like it's almost like a mild recreational version, which that's I'm not so, about. I just think that's weird. It is weird. And there may or may not be one like in the studio. I'm <laughs> not positive. Right. I get it confused <laughs> with another pen. So it, it, uh, I don't, I'm just saying. The watermelon one tastes funny. So. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler, here's my question. So I, I happen to work in an industry where we have a lot of lab equipment, free time, and spare money. So <clears throat> and friends in like the cactus business too. So we happen to have all things necessary to make this happen. And uh, sometimes the pen will lead you to a dark, cold, lonely place. You ever been there? Um. You know what? I've been to a place that maybe you're referring to that's like void. Yeah. Um, to me, it seems like a transitional space because uh, I've seen it pop up in other ones. And it definitely seems like a uh, portal of some sort. And so I think if you get in limbo during that area, maybe it could come off as dark or very fearful, kind of terrifying. Uh, but 
even though that tends to be the case, I've never come out of a trip and been like, well, that was a dark trip, you know, where I've been able to say that with other psychedelics. DMT has never been one of those where I was like, I don't want to do that again. That was really dark. To me, it just felt, feels more like a lesson. I'm like, whoa, that's something I need to take in. And I now have this new respect for it. And I feel like you always kind of come out of the DMT experience fearless. You're just like, oh, wow. Okay. All right. Uh, nothing's quite the way I think it is. Nothing is what it seems. Yeah. Um, I don't know shit. That's exactly what Tyler said the second after, like, and he did actually just said before this, that no matter what happens, even if it is kind of like a darker experience afterwards, you don't leave it as a dark experience. You still had a positive experience. That's true. He literally totally. just said the exact same thing that you just said. As I've well. literally lived in that like negative space, that void, and I couldn't stop shivering. I was it, it was literally void of all light, of all feeling, of all. I, I was alone in a place uh, and stuck there for what felt you know longer than fifteen minutes. But after the fifteen right. minutes was over and I came out, um, I'll tell you, it was just like every other positive trip I ever had. I was happy to be home. It was like a vacation. Yeah, it's 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 interesting that it does that. It's uh it's a very fascinating um molecule, that's for sure. Uh I feel like too it's one of those things where it has so many layers to it. Like no matter how many no matter how many times you do it, it's crazy to me how far it can actually go. Yeah. Where, you know, I understand that you help administer it to others and guide them on experiences, right? Correct. All right. And how often or how many times would you say that you have tickled the beast? uh i'll so i have to like kind of separate it between um the full heroic dose and just like dabbled and so mm -hmm. i've dabbled many times to the point where i can't really count okay um i would say full committed heroic doses i think right around 10 okay 8 to 10 somewhere okay. in there yeah and so say if someone here had like a lot of experience with acid is it comparable in in that sense in like a shorter version of that or maybe a completely different experience if you do it right i think it's a completely different experience if you do it right so much so i think it's kind of on a whole nother tier that even when you go back to maybe dabbling in mushrooms or uh lsd the dmt experience now shows up in there where it's like well you've seen this world so now when you get little hints of these other psychedelic experiences dmt kind of bleeds into it now and wow. that's what's really, yeah, it's really strange. It's kind of like, well, you opened up Pandora's box. So now, See, now this when you is visit, what I worry about opening a Pandora's cats box. Cats out of the bag, you know too yeah. much. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. You can't put it back. That's for sure. No. Oh, that's awesome. Well, tell us a little bit about how you got into it, your thoughts on it, or any benefits that you've gained from using it. Um, yeah, I mean, tons. I, so I first heard about it when I was like 18 years old and became infatuated with it. But it was pretty much impossible to get your hands on. It was like, you know, where the hell do you get this thing? Super rare. And so totally forgot about it. And then um, playing a local show in Arizona with another band. And we started talking about it together. And for some reason, he was able to get his hands on it. He got me a few doses. I tried it out. My first experience of it was just like, what the fuck was that? Like, how is that even possible? Uh I just, I swear to God, I just shot past like all the planets and stars and saw like a veil being lifted and being about to show everything to me. And it was insane. And after that, I was just like, okay, I got to know more of this world. And so 
it was still one of those things hard to get your hands on. So I was like, all right, let's see how I found a guy who could show me how to make it and extract it. Started doing that. And then before I know it, I got to play around a little more and go very deep in those realms. And um, yeah, it's kind of crazy what it'll show you, not only about yourself, about your consciousness, about the environment around you, how you relate to it. It'll really kind of break your ego down and give you a whole new perspective of everything around you. And I've always found it to be something that I call it like the great recycle because every day, no matter what we're doing, no matter what we're taking in, we kind of accumulate this bullshit in the back of our brain and we yeah. hold it there and we might not be aware of it. And I think DMT just kind of does a big gut check and slaps you in the best kind of way. And it's almost like a reset button yep. slash mm -hmm. very deep embedded message and a whole lot of circus shenanigans that are like what the fuck yeah <laughs> everything in between it's crazy what your mind will do to remind you of what's really present yes you. of course my next question was going to be like how on a scale from like one to next door neighbor how easy is it to get it in portland these days but you have skipped that step and gone right into the walter white like <laughs> <laughs> forget about it uh, oh, it's actually you know it's funny too it's one of those that is actually i mean compared to other stuff it's not that hard to um create it yep so you're saying it's easier than pinning down your colorado river toad and squeezing the, <laughs> the nodes off its yeah back? like this is like yeah. a difficult process uh, and then, right and then freezing the wax paper and scraping off the stuff to get it well hold on we got a we got a dog barking. Yeah, we have a we have a dog barking on our end. So yeah, that frog, no fun <laughs> and totally nasty. That would Sque be the way that you do it. Squeezing though. the juices, and it was with these two girls, and like they were more brave than I was about the like the squeezing and the collecting. The frog didn't like it. I didn't like it. It wasn't a fun experience for anyone. <laughs> I, I don't recommend it. So it sounds like you have uh, a better. Sounds way like of there's doing way things. better ways for those. Yeah, let's go to Portland. Yeah, yeah, you know it's. <laughs> It's interesting because it sounds like kind of a similar, uh, maybe less of a primal version of it, but same kind of extracting process where you're just kind of mixing um, a bunch of ayahuasca ground bark with a few other chemicals, water, shaking it up, keeping the temperature right. Other than that, you put it away, pull it out a few weeks later, freeze it, and yeah, scrape the crystals. Bam. Make it sound wow. so simple. Mm -hmm. is, it yeah. the, is it similar to ayahuasca trip, a DMT trip? <laughs> So ayahuasca is more like if, uh, or actually I should say it the other way around, DMT, so dimethyltryptamine is the chemical compound of what you're getting high off of in an ayahuasca trip, but it's like if you took a 14-hour ayahuasca trip and condensed it into 10 minutes Whoa. and condensed the not only you know the severity of it where it's like it's a much stronger trip it's a lot shorter everything's moving a lot quicker it's a little bit harder to keep up with where ayahuasca is more kind of drawn out purging letting go of some demons and kind of like relaxing into it it's still a nutty experience but two different beasts as far as the intensity goes Okay, that makes so much more sense now. Good yeah. fucking answer. I Back know. Out. I've always wondered yeah. the different. That really was like the perfect answer. That was that. so nice. well worded <laughs> and so lucid and clearly explained. Damn that's Nice. <laughs> the best thing about consciousness and DMT, like when you know the correct answer, you know how to say it so people will understand you. 
Oh yeah, you would get along so well with one of our guests, Howard Bloom. Mm -hmm. He's an intellectual. It's a great name. I I could go over his resume. His intro took like two and a half minutes. It was obnoxious. Um, But what he did before (laughs) becoming like an author of like all these books, and uh, he was one of the um, main publicists for Michael Jackson and Prince and ZZ Top and like Bob Marley and all all of these. He helped build and sustain all of their careers years and before that he like he has a book that he wrote called how i accidentally started the 60s and all about acid and uh, the whole hippie movement and that that's awesome i'm just saying you guys would get along really well that's right Um, i totally agree and i am super excited to get into some stories with dr london cold crimes and before we do let's take a break this episode of something crunchy is brought to you by podcorn Podcorn is a marketplace connecting podcasters to excellent sponsorship opportunities such as host read ads like this mid-roll, interview segments, topical discussions, and more. We at Something Crunchy proudly use Podcorn ourselves and get many of our paid sponsorships through this platform. It's easy to use, free to use, and it's a must-have even with a very small audience. Podcasters can browse and choose opportunities right on the site, set their own rates, and collaborate with brands directly without any exclusivities. You never give up any rights to your podcast, and Podcorn is there to support you along the way to ensure you're protected and compensated for the work that you do. If you're a fellow podcaster or thinking of getting into podcasting, sign up at podcorn.com. Also, there's a link for you directly in those show notes. Don't wait to monetize your podcast when you can get started today. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Something Crunchy, and I hope you're enjoying the episode. It now pays to crunch down every week because we're hooking you up with big discounts from big brands. Up to 35% off Invicta watches using code CRUNCHY and apparel from 8080, where in addition to 10% off using code CRUNCHY, every dollar you spend goes toward an entry into the Dream Car Giveaway. Don't forget to join the Something Crunchy Facebook group for updates, polls, and the web's crunchiest memes. You can find us on Twitter at crunch underscore cast. And feel free to send any questions in your track submissions to somethingcrunchy at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the show. And we're back, crunching down with the London Mystical Crimes. Um, Hello. Before we continue, I have to tell you that Funny story, I saw Small Leaks when I first moved to Phoenix, and I made friends with Big Jeff, who's now Small Jeff, and he took me to a place called Sugar Daddy's to go see a band that he was like so pumped about, Small Leaks, seen him a few times, was like excited to take me to go see him, and it's funny, he took me to Sugar Daddy's to go see you guys, and later I ended up working at that bar and then playing in a band at that bar every Wednesday. And then now talking to you and having you on the podcast maybe a decade later. It's just funny and how so full circle. So weird. Friends with Jeff and- yeah. And, st- and still that is wild. Still close friends with Jeff. We well, just and you always get a music. Like if you get a recommendation from Jeff, then like you he know was on the good. show. Yeah, you can trust it. Early. Absolutely. Nice. I know you have some stories. I can't imagine the stories. Um, too many, too many. Yeah, what's among the wildest things that you've seen happen while taking someone on a trip? 
Um, well, taking someone else on a trip, you know, for the most part, most of them are the same. I try to administer it to where they get enough. If they want the full plunge, I kind of ask them before that. I'm like, you want to go for it, you know, and yeah. get that vibe from them. Cause then mm -hmm. it's me. I do have to be somewhat, um, I don't know if forceful is the right word, but I really have to be like, all right, go for that second one. Come on. No, you can do it. Go for the third <laughs> one. Cause that's very overwhelming. Um, and, but for the most part, most of them are the same. It's like, you know, eventually they just lay back and I stay quiet. I just kind of go into meditative mode while they're like pretty much unconscious. They're laying back and then takes about 10 minutes and they wake up. But there has been a couple weird ones. I had one, a buddy years ago where, he got the second hit in and then just started going like full primal somersaults and wow. um, like whipping his arms around. He was like jumping around in my room and like making all these just like. <laughs> and I was like, wow. dude, you're good. Calm down. You're ruining it. Like, like, calm down. And I just kind of put my hands on him and sat him down and laid him back. And then he kind of got into it. But at first, I had never seen that before. But she's a weird dude to begin with, so it kind of makes sense. Yeah. I was like, yeah. <laughs> like, he is a goofball. He is insane. So maybe that was just a part of his personality, or maybe he was trying to control it in the best way he knew how. Um, and then I had another friend. <laughs> this one just cracks me up because he's still a good buddy of mine today. But most people don't really talk on it. They just go quiet. Like, you could kind of hear breathing get a little bit more of that fear breath going on like a because <gasps> it's i'm sure what they're seeing is insane um but uh, i had one guy who kind of laid back and all of a sudden he just started laughing and he goes <laughs> life's funny <laughs> 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 and, and, it, and he just started saying these really weird mantras, but his voice almost changed. It went into this like weird uh, life's funny and it feels Whoa. good. Yeah. And he just kept saying it, but then like laughing in between all of them. And I'm trying to stay quiet, like letting him have his moment. But at the same time, I just want to bust out laughing because it's the best thing I'm witnessing ever. And then halfway through, he stands up, he stands up, starts taking his pants off. And he's like, you want to get out of here or what? I'm like, what? <laughs> he's like, we should go. You want to go to the park? And I'm like, no, I'm like you're two minutes into this thing. I'm all, you need to sit back. He's like, what? And then he just looks all dazed and confused. I'm all, sit down, man. Just sit down, lay back. You're good. And then he was able to get comfortable. But yeah, it's the, he doesn't remember any of that either. So it was like this really? completely involuntary thing. Like wow. he explains wow. it as yeah he was he was like whatever i was saying or was happening outside of me wasn't me because i was so far gone that that makes no sense to him and you completely explained your need for having that shamanistic vibe there to kind of like rein him in and calm him down and let him know like hey you're two minutes in yeah we, we, got, right. we, we got we got like another 20 to go <laughs> I would yeah. be that wild person that starts doing something totally crazy. Well, and I wanted yeah. to judge, especially when you were talking about the very primalistic behavior. But I mean, Tyler and I were doing that during the Suns game last night. Yeah, so that's I, true. It, it's, <laughs> yeah. Hard, hard to judge. <laughs> right. so, so, no judgment zone. So what's the craziest thing you could remember happening to you while on DMT? Um, I mean, mainly, mainly just the trips itself. I never have done anything, you know, in my physical 3D realm that I know of at all. I mean, I've also done it with other people. I've done it by myself. Um, two of the trips, 
that I guess I would say were the most intense or far out were one of them is definitely still to the day, like the most monumental one. Cause I feel like I got the most from it. It was definitely pure ego death where, so first of all, on most of my trips, I see these entities that look like very tall, kind of long gated lanky jester like beans wow. and they don't really like walk or run they kind of self-perpetuate themselves into existence and they kind of ooze out of the woodworks like circus colors and they have a very like i'm gonna fuck with you kind of vibe which i guess could be a little bit appalling to some but for me i was kind of like whoa <laughs> what like for real and so they kind of show up and what they're doing is it seems like to me they're communicating but they're communicating in this very game like aspect where they're seeing how much you can handle and they're almost toying with your ego a little bit and they kind of flip you off as they do it that's the best way i know how to describe it in wow. human words is it feels like a middle finger they're like ah you're trying to analyze this you're trying to figure this out like go fuck yourself yeah good luck yeah wow. and so i see these i see these entities almost every single time they look about the same every time. They fluctuate maybe in size and length, but that's about it. And so one time I got to a place where there was five of them. I knew there was five. I knew two were male and three were female. And I knew one of the males was like the ringleader. And he was the one kind of seeing how much I could take and how much I could handle. And he would bring like objects into this space, we'll say. And he would change the physical properties of it with his mind. And then he'd go, your turn. And I kind of look at him. And mind you, this is no one's talking here. This is like the language in this place is almost like pure vibration. So there's no hiccups. It's just all very pure and intentional. And so he's kind of saying, like, your turn. And I'm, I'm looking at him like, what do you mean my turn? I don't know how to change the objects with my mind. And he's laughing. He's like, yeah, you do. And I'm like, no, no, I don't. And, and then he goes, he kind of stops and he gives me this really serious look and he kind of gets really close to me. He goes, what did you come here for? And I said, whatever you want to show me. And he goes, are you sure? And I'm like, yes. And then as that's happening, I feel like I'm merging with this entity and it's getting closer and closer. And the feeling is becoming excruciatingly terrifying, like terror, unlike I've ever experienced it before. And what I realized the terror was, is that I was dying. And I knew I was dying. I knew whatever was left of London was about to go away yeah. and be no more at all. And the second that was happening, I had this sliver of a choice to accept it or deny it. And I was like, fuck it. We're, this is going to suck if people find my dead body like this. But I really have to see what's on the other side of this. Yeah. And you have the and ability when, to make that choice and, and tell yourself this is going to suck for other people. But I got to know. Turn around and go exactly, back, or, yeah. or keep exploring. Now, right. when when you're having that interaction with that being, do you believe that you are now being able to access something that you shouldn't be able to, as far as communication, or are you just seeing something that your mind is producing? I think it's very real. If I'm being honest, I think it's far beyond any drug induced experience, um, mainly because it feels. Uh, <laughs> it feels more real than this. Yeah, it yeah. looks more real than this. It speaks louder. The colors are more vibrant. The corners are sharper. The intention is full force and it's not fucking around. And you're like, whoa, um, it's, it really is like the screen door came off of life and you're seeing it for what it is. And it's like, holy shit. Uh, okay. 
so yeah. So does that make you feel bigger or smaller in terms of your place in the cosmos? Uh, in the moment, smaller, much smaller. I, I agree. feel like completely yeah. agree. Completely yeah, much, agree. much smaller. I feel minuscule, like almost like I didn't realize quite exactly how fucking small I was. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's that level of intensity kind of just. Which makes sense because it really does feel like it is first taking your ego, which is our tool for kind of gauging and operating in the world we do. And it's just crushing it. And so I think that's almost like the physical uh, interpretation of feeling small, of feeling insignificant, of feeling like, wow, there's so much more beyond myself. And there is kind of a message there, too, I feel like, where they're like, don't make it so much about you. And I've gotten that message many times where they're like, oh, you want to do these things? And Yes, you have these aspirations and these goals, and that's great. But if you, the best way I can describe it is they're like, it's okay to hold on, it's okay to steer it, but just don't grip too tight because that's when you'll lose control. Yeah. And I always find that really interesting in that moment. Wow. So, have you ever been able to get to that place without DMT, like through meditation alone? Definitely not. Um, I mean, I meditate every day, and I think it's good for my overall health. I think it's great when, you know, it, keeps clarity with me and I'm able to communicate with people and have great dialogue and be mindful of others. But I really, do, I, I think it's possible for very few people on this planet to get there without something like DMT. But I, I think that's a very rare, rare situation. I'm going to tell you this with a, a sidebar and, and just, a, I don't want to sound like I'm boasting or anything, but I have been one of those people that have been able to get there without DMT. And I have gotten amazing. on DMT too. And my experience is that if DMT is the negative way to get there, then meditation is the positive way to get there. And they're both avenues and they're both good. I'm not saying negative in a, in a bad connotation. It's just, right. it's the opposite way. There's two ways to get there. Everybody has the, the probability and the possibility of getting there. It's just, do you want to be there or not? Right. It seems like DMT, like uh, if I could put that into uh, a box, it's like DMT is the cheat code. Sure. I was just thinking that, too. I was actually just thinking that, too. Like it's getting to have like the cheat code of getting there. But um, I want to agree. And I think that you can get there to some level. I don't think that you can get to the point where you're having experiences like with DMT, with beings DMT. from other realms and being three, yeah, three plus deep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let me ask you, do you feel like it was the same exact place since you did kind of experience those realms, both through just sober meditation and DMT? Do you feel like it was the exact same place in a uh, way? No, it's not the same place. And you definitely experience it in a different way, because I feel like when you do it through meditation, uh, your body doesn't have anything else to blame it on. So it takes it on as the truth, not as like a foreign substance that's making you feel that way as like a self-defense mechanism. Ooh, interesting. That is interesting. That's well, that's well explained. Yeah. And once you get that first taste of this is true and this isn't just something that I need to reject in my mind, then you can uh, allow the rest of it to come in. And when that happens, then you start falling down a hole all of a sudden you become weightless and then you hit a bottom and that's when you know the stars of the universe start to connect to one another everything turns into a rolodex in your mind and it's all connected to one another so that 
the people you can feel other people at that point you you wow you are your own self but you realize at that point that everybody else is just a reflection of you from a different light and it's it's and i love that we so rarely get this deep on something crunchy. Oh, shit. Last week we had a game where we guessed a laugh <laughs> from, <laughs> from scenes in movies. But like this is great because I've heard Tyler and I have talked about this. Like, yeah, but we talk about the shit all and it's so fun to be able to talk to someone like London who has experienced a similar thing, and yeah. it's crazy because the words that London has been speaking to describe those experiences. I've heard you explain in many yeah. ways as well and I, and I can relate with the experience i've had with other substances and i'm curious if you believe that you have like a deeper understanding of yourself and the world around you because of your experiences with dmt because i know that with similar substances especially lsd i've had that myself yeah absolutely i mean especially in the moment and for the following weeks to come unfortunately is still fleeting you know like a dream where you get back into your routine your typical um thought you know processes you get into back into that beta brainwave frequency where it's like well i'm working i'm doing this i'm you know back to normal life and uh it's sometimes it's hard to hold on to that message and like incorporate it yes uh, it is as a practice but it's also nice to have that reset it always feels kind of to me like a cleanse like it's kind of like totally. a, a yeah. soul cleanse or like a mind cleanse hard, hard to explain but you definitely feel just it's like kind a, of it is a positive experience cleaner for most like refreshed a very much so. better perspective a greater perspective on things now could everyone not use a little bit of a greater perspective no kidding the hardest Big thing is time. putting english words around the experience to get it across to somebody else so they can understand how to get there themselves because our our english language is not suitable for the things that you You're need to tell to people explain. to get people there not at all it's very challenging i mean i think that's kind of the most well for me anyways it's definitely the uh fun part of it is trying to encapsulate it into human words and best describe it the way I know how. And so I kind of just try to tap into the original feeling and messages of that and see if I could like, you know, over time realize what it was saying. And I'm like, yeah, this is kind of what it's like, you know, right. <laughs> as best yeah, you I do can. a great job of explaining it in a way where yeah. you can truly understand. Absolutely. Just like Tyler, I feel like you do the very, same. Very impressive. So how has That's DMT good. influenced your music? Oh, uh, very much so. I think, you know, it's kind of, it shows these, uh, musically speaking, it's almost like it shows, for me, it shows these characters in me that want to exist and whoever wants to be at the forefront, I kind of have to allow that. And depending on the song or what I'm working on or whatever my emotion is at the time, I just have to let it out full force. And sometimes it's almost tapping into those initial experiences when I did it and then letting it come out musically or artfully. Like I remember one time, and I haven't put the song out yet, but I made a song where I just was laughing kind of manically. And the laughter was this frequency I was kind of tapping into where it felt like very um, jester like. And I kept yeah. doing it over and over. And I did it for like 30 seconds. And then I resampled it back into my keyboard and then created melodies with it. And so the entire thing, as far as like the melody music line underneath it all, is actually just these really goofy laughs that I just tapped into in the moment. Oh, very cool! Wow, very cool. cool. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun. So, do you feel like it's a direct uh, connection to the stream of consciousness? 
Oh yeah, I think so. I think a lot of I think that's a lot of art music to be honest. I feel like that's the whole imagination. Maybe maybe all the imagination is isn't really us creating these things. It's like these worlds actually exist and when we become the vessel, we kind of like line up and we're able to pull from these worlds and that's what's coming out of us. Yeah. Cuz I sort of god, there's been times like I'll go back to a song I've written maybe a few months ago and I'm like who the fuck made that? Really? You know, I'm listening to it. I'm reading the words and I'm like, who made that? Who was that? What was going on there? Like, how did I do, you know, that in a, in a way. Sure. Totally get that. That's awesome. That's really, and do you find that you've done more of this as you've gone solo and kind of just being able to have all control? You find that more of it has been kind of influenced by, um, you know, DMT or your experiences? 100%. Awesome, man. And tell us a little bit about the artwork we, that you allowed us to use for this Love episode. Um, yes. Is, is that you? That is the, it's kind of like the character of a bird and you see like the feathers in the background, but it's made out of hands. Um, super interesting. Draws the eye. Tell us about that. So that's kind of, yeah, the, I think the finished, a lot of them, I mean, it depends which, what you're looking at, but you know, with that one, particularly the main aesthetic and the character I kind of built. And then my buddy, John, who's um, the dude behind the camera and uh, the guy behind a lot of the videos we make together. Um, I mean, everything's kind of a 50 50 collab. And so in that picture, he kind of I was like, this is where I want to be. This is what I'm going to be wearing. This is the position I'm going to be in. Snap the picture. And then he just took it and he added all those hands and sent it back. And I was like, fuck, yeah, that is <laughs> awesome. He crushed it. Oh, man. So, so I didn't even think of the hands at all. He just went and did that and sent it to me. And I'm like, way cooler. <laughs> wow. Okay. Wow. Well, you passed on the credit. That's awesome. Very humble of you. And, and he deserves it because that is fucking brilliant. Really cool. And, cool vision and, all around. Yes. Yeah. And thank you both for allowing us to use that and show it off for you because it was a perfect fit and exactly oh, for course. what we're talking about and everything. Um, and yeah, let's get into some of these videos. You are doing a great job on your own. We are very excited to play one of your tracks. I do feel Thanks, this man. one is actually best viewed on YouTube because the video for this track is just fucking awesome. It is so trippy and well produced. <laughs> um, what was the inspiration for the Worthy Winter music video? Um, so we kind of played off the lyrics a lot with that one, which is a bit of a tumble between... Uh, my own nightmares uh, and my waking life. And then uh, both me and John had individual concepts that we kind of blended together where, um, you know, the whole, the whole idea of taking little pieces of my eyes and mouth and overlaying it with these different characters on the main face before revealing it at the end that I'm like, you know, floating in this space was all John. He was, he had, I, even when he explained it to me, I'm like, Let's just do it, man, because I can't visualize what you're saying right now. And that's it's funny the way our chemistry works, because a lot of the times I'm telling him a vision and he's looking at me like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then I do the same thing back to him. And then when we start shooting it, we're like, well, screw it. Let's just let's go into the studio. Let's start making it. And we just kind of like kids. We just have fun and we start building these things and we go, oh, I see. I see what you're trying to do here. And then we get once we realize each other's ideas, that's when it I think it becomes what it becomes because then all of a sudden we get each other and it's like, ooh, this is the space we're going to exist in where uh, uh, the gold stain, gold uh, face and the mask and all that. That was my idea. And Great then idea. he kind of took it. 
thank you. And then he took it and added all these, I made those little gold boxes and the gold boxes yeah. were originally like sitting on the floor in front of me. And he's like, what if we can make them float? I'm like, let's make them float. Let's do this. <laughs> of course I want them float. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why not? I wouldn't want them floating. Are you kidding me? Do they float? <laughs> Such a good collab between you two. Yeah, you guys are a great team. And Thank you. And we got to hear the track. Let's give it a spin. Yeah. And this has movie soundtrack written all oh, over it, in my I opinion. Agree. Really? It's yeah. Nice. It makes yes. you feel it. I just want our audience to go in knowing that, that I just feel this really has. It paints like, a picture. Like quality movie soundtrack written all over. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. Without further ado, this is Worthy Winter by Colt Crimes. Yes, I took the wrong path. 
God, that is a fun yeah. one. Well Love it. done. You're dancing over nice. here. Thank you, guys. Yeah, this is reasons like this moment is exactly why we need to be on camera. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I know. I wish you could have seen us during that. Oh, Love, man. Love this style you are producing. And those are some lyrics, man. That is awesome. Tell us a little Thank bit more you. about this song, um, you know, kind of where it came from, some of the meaning behind those lyrics. That is so good. Yeah, so I guess that one, it's funny that we just did like 30 minutes on DMT because that definitely, I would say that song um, compared to most of my other ones is definitely um, taken from the DMT, a collection of DMT experiences and the feeling I get from it, especially like the chorus, for example. I don't know. It's like a mix between dreams, this world and uh, DMT, I guess, or psychedelics in general. But um, I'd say the chorus, you know, beam me up, don't mess with me can't give in, don't trust this feeling. It's kind of that experience of like, oh, I'm losing myself. I'm My ego's getting ripped away from me, and, but I'm communicating with something on the other side and I'm kind of apprehensive and I'm trying to control the situation, but I can't. And so that, yeah, that's kind of like, I all right, like, here we yeah, go. Man. It's so well written because it's kind of a blanket statement that can be interpreted Per the individual, it could be used for love. It could be used for music at a concert that's taking you over. It could be used for a meditational type of feeling. It could be used for a, a drug in a more literal sense. Yep. Um, really awesome. That's just a really well done, well produced too. For sure. Yeah, it's funny. I get a, a lot of um, uh, fans or followers that I'll always say like, you're talking about being abducted by aliens, right? And I'm like, I guess. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> that's how you interpret it? Yeah. Sure. If that's what it means yeah. to you, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Bro. Well, we cannot yeah, thank you, you enough it. for coming on and educating us, entertaining us. This yeah. was truly awesome. Thank, thank you so much. Oh, it was a Thanks, that was awesome. Yeah. Thank we, you all very much. It was really great talking to every one of you. One of my favorite episodes we've done in a while. Ma makes me want to do more episodes like this yeah. and more content like this. Oh, that's awesome. And, yeah. and speaking of content, be sure to check out Cult Crimes Music on YouTube, Amazon, Bandcamp, Apple Music, and Spotify. Uh, appreciate you coming on, and we will definitely be keeping out for your latest tunes. Don't be a stranger, and thanks again for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me very much. You thanks. were awesome. Thanks. Really appreciate it. All right, take care. All right, be Bye. Good. Thank you. Good times. Man. So much Man. fun. I'm glowing. Wow. I God, awesome content. That was so great. Should we do it? I mean, there it is. Are you going to do it? I don't think we should do it. I mean, <laughs> okay. All right, well, here. Here's my thoughts. If it's going to be an on-air experience, it's going to be a Patreon one. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> we're making some cheese on this trip if we're taking one. Totally. You're gonna watch it happen. Shit. I mean, I I like that it's like a 20 minute factor and not like a, yeah. I can't handle like an eight hour like an eight like, hour experience. Oh. I can't do that anymore. My body can't handle that anymore. Absolutely not. Who has went, time for I that? I went too like, hard. The, the went... battery in the camera is gonna die. You <laughs> <laughs> can't even go that long. <laughs> Patreon's gonna be like, uh, where'd they go? Can't just be on another planet for eight hours. Man, he was awesome. Yeah. I Shout love the way that he explained his experiences and how he could put words to again a language it's it's very hard to explain to yeah people. it is he alliterated a very hard thing to explain yeah that, that was great um and that deserves another shout out to matt and to tyler and to of course very close friend hefe mr jeff john such a small world yeah well season four has been wild the season's oh on fire shit's lit having a good time <laughs> 
plenty more to come. And 8080's Dream Car Giveaway number 47 for a Lamborghini Huracan plus $60,000 cash is going on right now. They're offering five times the entries for a very short time, meaning that every dollar you spend gets you not one, not two, but five entries into the Dream Car Giveaway action. You do not want to miss out. Nor do you want to forget to check out SomethingCrunchy.com where you will find every episode, our links for social media, and the Almighty Crunch Store where you will find all kinds of crunchy gear showing that you are a proud citizen of Crunch Nation. Then there's the Something Crunchy Facebook group. You know, I gotta say I'm a little disappointed in this week's performance in there. I've seen more PG posts than (laughs) usual. I don't know if it's from all the flags that we got from Facebook or what, but it's gotten a little too clean for my liking. I like it dirty. Uh, But overall... It still remains the most fun (laughs) that you can have with your pants. This has been another episode of Something Crunchy. And as always, don't ever forget to live your crunchiest life. And be crunchy to one another. Please don't forget to subscribe, like, follow, and all that crunchy good shit. Thank you for listening. Take a couple of here. There you go. A couple of puffs. <laughs> mm-hmm. What are y'all smoking? I know. I just got these pineapple. I had a, a fan send me these pineapple habanero uh, little gummies that supposedly, I don't know what's up with this whole like, oh, this is five milligram gummy. This is a 10 milligram. This is 50. Because I swear to God, I've had some that's 70. That's like, oh, yeah, that's chill. And then other companies that, I got this five milligram one and I'm like, gee, I am. Oh, I mean, it was great, but I was like, that ain't five milligrams. Yeah. If it is, everyone else is doing it wrong. It all depends on the state testing, you know, yeah. whatever the regulation is. Right. So it must be a, yeah, because uh, uh, it's all from Cali that uh, she sends it to me from. So must be something with that. feel like it's one of those band names that is not fun to hear when you first hear it. You're just like, what? Like, every time I say it, I know I'm going to have to say it again. They're like, well, <laughs> sing shifts. So I'm like, uh, here we go. And then, it's just, and then it's like, once they hear the music, once some time has gone by, they're like, all right, I like that name. That's cool. Oh, I'm like, definitely. you didn't at first, did you? <laughs>